This is Greg Collins, Substitute Teachers Lounge. This week, my district got our back-to-school details. The teachers' lives are changing, the students' lives are changing, and yes, substitute teachers' lives are changing. Let's discuss it today. Sixth graders, what's your favorite podcast? All right, guys, if there was ever an episode that I really want to get your feedback on, it's this one. So let me get those formalities out of the way. My email address is gregcollinsubstitute at gmail.com. Twitter is at subteachlounge. We have that substitute teacher's page on Facebook. We also have our YouTube channel. Now this, since this is just going to be me talking, there won't be a video version of this episode, but we do have some fine video versions of episodes on our YouTube channel, especially the one with Jen Stevens is now over 1200 views after she published her book, Fast Feast Repeat. So that was a good one. I'd encourage you to get on there and watch that one and see if anything else catches your eye. Now, we're all going through the same thing right now. We have been since March, but we're now getting into the planning for back-to-school process. So we're going to spend a lot of time on that today. In fact, we're going to spend all our time on that today because it's really important. I'm going to mention to you what the back-to-school details that have been made public in our district, the one I'm in in Kentucky, it has been published in the newspaper, so it is public material now, and I'm going to go over a little bit about that. But, you know, we're still in a situation where, you know, it might change within the next three weeks. One thing I was looking forward to yesterday, I'm recording this on the Saturday before it's released, so yesterday was Friday, July, what would that be? That would be the 9th, July 9th. And our Kentucky Athletic Association was meeting for the high school. So I was looking forward when I recorded this to also be able to share with you the sports details because I do softball and volleyball. Volleyball is considered a high-contact sport. I've already bought my whistle that is push-button operated, so I know I'm going to need that. So they did not decide anything. I think they were a little bit paranoid to make a decision this soon before the season started. Volleyball is scheduled for practice to start in a couple of weeks and for the season to start August 17th. Here's hoping... I will miss that a lot if we don't have a season, but I want everybody to remain safe as well. Now, talk about things changing. I know uh, there's a church here in town that went back for online services June, and then our county had enough increase in cases that they decided to go back to virtual services for July. So things are very much in motion, and we're going to have to react accordingly our governor in the state of Kentucky just made just switched our mask rule from recommended to mandatory, and that started Friday at 5 p.m. And, you know, the way I look about that, I know the arguments on both sides, but 
I will comply because I want to do my part in keeping everybody safe, and I'm happy to do that. In fact, I posted on my Facebook page picture of me wearing a mask and saying something to the effect of, it's 5 p.m., mask up Kentucky. I'm wearing my mask. I'm exercising my right to help keep you healthy. So that's the way I'll approach it, and I understand other arguments as well. So let's talk a little bit about back to school in Kentucky, and I assume a lot of this is going to be the same all over, but please, if you've got ideas or if you just want to share with us what your school system is doing, Greg Collins substitute at gmail.com or the Substitute Teachers Lounge Facebook page. Now, I'll start out by giving you a few dates for our school system in the area. I'll also tell you that I'm going to give you, now I don't want to say negative. We know there's some of the changes are going to be different. I'm going to call them changes that will be more challenging for the substitute teacher and I'll also give you some changes that might actually create a some positives for the substitute teacher. I'll, I'll save that for a little bit, and I'll go through some details first. In our area, it looks like the teachers themselves were delayed two days. They were supposed to start on August 10th. They're now going to start on August 12th. Now, as I understand, I think the students were then supposed to come back about August 12th, and that has been pushed back two weeks for August to August 26th. That means that what was a two-day difference between, the te- between, between when the teachers were going to come back and when the students were going to come back is now two weeks. In those two weeks, the teachers not only will have to prepare like they have in years past, even to an ultimate, you know, to a more intense level that I'll describe here in a minute, but they're also going to have to completely sanitize their rooms by CTDC standards. They're going to have to move their, rearrange their chairs, and I'll get into that in just a minute. So they've got a handful of things to do. My wife, again, as you remember, is a fifth grade teacher. You know, I see the way some of these parameters are falling out effective. Maybe some of the younger classes more so than the older classes. But given those dates, let me tell you what our school system has decided to do. They sent out a survey, a mandatory survey that the parents were to complete. They had to, they had to choose between three attendance options. Option number one, in-person attendance, your children will attend school each day, adhering to safety guidelines and measures. That's the way it's been in the past, other than the safety guidelines. So that would be school as usual in that regard. The second choice is called interactive distance learning. Your children will attend classes virtually, maintaining a regular daily class schedule, complete the same or similar work as their in-person peers, and communicate regularly with classroom teachers. Now, in actual performance and carrying this out, what I understand this means that the student still has to adhere to the classroom schedule. And what this will most likely mean in most classes is that if you choose this option, you're going to 
log into class at eight o'clock, just like all other students, you're going to be looking into the classroom and see the students whose parents had chose to send them to the classroom itself. So it will be, you know, I would compare it to some church services now. There's a few churches that are giving you both in-service and in online options. So we've you got some of the members attending in-service. You've got some members watching online. That's the type of thing that I picture for this scenario. So some in the classroom and then some watching at the exact same time. They have no option. The exact same time and taking their class that way. I'm sure there will be testing situations that the teachers will have to design that online. And of course, let's face it. This is going to require require a lot more work for the teachers because they now have to deal with in-house students as well as outside students, and they'll have to prepare in different ways for both of those. So that was option number two. The last one, which I had heard would be similar to homeschooling, and I still think that a little bit, but I still think the way they've got it worded is This, too, will add a lot of work onto the teachers. Independent distant learning. Your children will attend school through a virtual platform or correspondence packet and or workbooks provided by the district. It will be self-paced and will have limited interaction with teachers and staff. So it's different from option two because you don't have as much interaction with the teachers, but the teachers are going to have to design it and send it to those students. They have to keep up. It is self-paced, but they have to keep up. Sounds a little bit like homeschool, except for the fact that the material is going to be coming directly from the schools, which isn't always the case. Sometimes it's the case, but those are the three situations. Now, as we move forward from there, then we've got three different types of students Three different situations for the students, either in the classroom, observing in an online situation and interacting often with the teachers, and then the option of having it more self-paced in the home environment. And of course, that's what the parents have to choose. I will say that they were, you know, the school system said you you choose now. It's not something you can flip-flop back and forth over and over. That would be an administrative nightmare, of course. But you have to make that choice, and then the schools will go from there. Now, in addition to all that, these are the safety precautions that the school system put in in place. Everyone will be asked to wear masks into the buildings this fall. Students, staff, and visitors will be expecting to wear masks when they are moving around the building or when they are within six feet of other individuals. Masks will not be required for children under the age of six or for those with medical exemptions. Classrooms will be set up with social distancing in mind with the goal that students will be able to remove their mask while they are seated in their desk. Now, I've seen one picture of a school. It's not in our district, but I saw it on a it's actually an Instagram account I follow for substitute teachers of somebody that had already set their classroom up six feet apart. It looked good. It looked nice and clean. If anything, you know, we're doing this for safety precautions, and thank goodness we are. This will kind of pull students further apart. Maybe the nitpicking or the 
or the punching when kids are goofing off of each other. You know, that's not going to happen now, or at least it's not going to happen per policy now. So part of that may make the in in room part of the classroom easier to handle because we're going to be further apart you're not going to be able to whisper to your neighbor and talk to your neighbor very much unless you do that from six feet away and then that's going to be a lot more obvious to the teacher so we'll have to see how discipline changes as we move forward on this too now common areas will not be used By a large group of students, this includes, but is not limited to, cafeterias, auditoriums, and gymnasiums. And the best summary I heard of this is, first of all, the kids will be eating lunch in their rooms. They cannot congregate. I have heard that, at least in our district, that maybe even music classes or classes that involve singing or any situation really that droplets or any type of body fluid, I guess is the best way to say it, because I assume sweat is included in that too. You can't be close enough that that could be a problem being shared with other students. So that's one thing they're going to have to keep in mind. I understand in some situations it may be that the teachers will lose their private planning period because it may be that students can't go to the classes they went to during the teacher's planning period before. They might actually have to stay in the classrooms, but I think that's all to be worked out. So I hate that for the teachers. I don't mind it so much for us as substitute teachers because we didn't have a whole lot to do during that time anyway. Personally, I would just rather be with the students and help bond with them. Maybe that could be more of a fun period for them. We, we don't know. That's something that will have to be worked out. So as I said, students will be eating breakfast and lunch in the classroom or at designated spaces. Temperature checks are highly encouraged before students leave home each morning, but the schools will be conducting temperature checks for each individual before they enter our buildings. Thank goodness technology has changed in regard, and you can do it fairly quickly, although I do foresee lines at the schools when they first open up each morning. From a sanitary situation, commonly touched surfaces will be disinfected frequently throughout the day and during non-school hours. Everyone will be asked to wear masks while riding a bus, and most of the school districts that I teach in have a strong bus system. Students will be spaced out as much as possible on the buses, just as I discovered when I visited Hilton Head a couple of weeks ago, which, by the way, they went to a mask inside buildings policy while we were there, right in the middle of the week. So, But we were complying with that already anyway. But the system that the airplane was using that we were on is loading from the back to the front to you know to try to cut down on as much passing of individuals as they could and that seemed to work well that's what they're going to do with the school buses in our area too uh seat from the back to the front and on, unload from the front to the back and then of course buses will be disinfected after students unload This will include seats, seat backs, windows, and other commonly touched surfaces. So now I'm going to assume that is similar to what's going on in your school system, but please let me know if it's not. Now, I said before that 
substitute teachers' lives are going to change. Now, I'm not about to sit here and tell you that we're going to have to go through as much as what the teachers are going through because they now have to come up with different lessons plans based on the three categories of students on attendance or what they're calling attendance options. They have to plan that. They have to go back two weeks before the school start and move desks around and sanitize everything to make sure all the desks stay six feet apart. They have to, you know, and logistically obviously when schools start they'll have to police police the the hallways to make sure everybody's keeping their distance they'll have to wear their mask students are allowed to take their mask off when they're at their desk and six feet apart from each other so obviously that'll be a case where the teachers are going to have to have their head up just about all the time to make sure everybody is complying with that so You know, and who knows whether this is the new normal or whether the worst of it will be over after, you know, this school year. So it's just a lot of changes. Teachers will have to work harder. Teachers, they were always worked hard. I don't know how they're going to work harder, but they'll at least have to work differently. Maybe that's this thing that there's going to be a lot more intensity involved with their work. They may not have their planning period. I mean, who knows about that? I will also tell you that what I have learned in my area about substitute teachers, there's a couple of different things. First of all, let's go to the more challenging part. I have a feeling that as we get, this is, I shouldn't say I have a feeling because I've actually heard somebody say this, that substitute teachers may be called in to help during this two week prior to the students returning, just because sanitizing, moving chairs around may be a little too much for one teacher. They may need a help, even if it's half a day. So that could be one thing that happens. I know for a fact that I have already been contacted. I'm basically signed up for two school districts in my county. One is public, and the other one I would call semi-private. I don't know if you really consider it a private school. But the semi-private one has already told that, told me when I sent in my credentials for this week. I, I got an email, and it's not just me specifically. It was to all the substitute teachers that they basically worded it as if they'll need substitute teachers more than ever this year. So I'm not sure exactly what that means, but I have a hunch It means that if a teacher ends up getting sick and it does end up being a positive test for COVID, that that teacher is going to have to quarantine for 14 days. They're not going to have a choice. So that may actually increase the demand for substitute teachers. Yeah, hopefully we're all doing our healthy things and that doesn't happen but let's face it the world is not a perfect place we've got to interact with families and everybody else in fact i i remember a, a story i heard on another podcast i listened to this week it's a religious type podcast and they were talking about how this guy's 92 year old mother-in-law got tested positive for the virus and she never goes anywhere even wears a mask inside her house and they're thinking what in the world well it just so happens that 
her daughter that came to visit her two weeks was had had it was asymptomatic had the antibodies she tested for it and that's how the 92 year old lady caught the virus now interestingly enough the the person that was telling the story the son-in-law was talking about how he just thought you know at her age it would be difficult to recover from it but you know she did she came home from the hospital in two days so we can listen to as many things on you know on the internet on tv about what covid does it's constantly changing thank goodness there's survivors at all levels and we still have to be cautious no matter what age group young or old that we're talking about but i hope that no teachers in our school system test positive anytime but if after school starts you know, I foresee that if they test positive and then I assume that all the kids would have to be tested, I don't know where that will go, but it may actually increase the demand for substitute teachers if someone has to quarantine. Or maybe they'll just quarantine if a family member had tested positive, but they hadn't yet. I don't know where that will go, but it's something we'll definitely have to discuss. Now, I will say one other thing that I saw mentioned in my area was perhaps not just my area, but other areas as well, I saw something referring to what may be a long-term or a full-time substitute teacher-type role, given the situation that they might need substitute teachers in the building all day long, every day, and they want you to return day after day and maybe go from class to, to a couple of different classrooms and help out with the administering of both the class material and uh, monitoring the safety precautions. So who knows how the substitute teacher's life is going to change. I'll say this. I'm thankful that I am in a situation where I feel like I'm healthy. I hope your family is in the same situation I have prayed for this situation to get better. Every school is going to handle it in a safety way. You now know the precautions that my school system is taking. I hope that the precautions that we take helps to minimize this situation as much as possible. Who would have thought? I mean, we haven't had to deal with something like this since 1918, This is a pandemic that is throughout the world. It is so bizarre. I miss my sports, but more than that, I want everybody to stay healthy. I'm looking forward to baseball coming back. Somebody asked me the other day, if they open up baseball eventually, will you go to a game if they open up to attendance? And I told them I probably would because that's my favorite sport. And But I would take whatever safety cautions are in place. So please... I won't address how you feel about masks, but make sure you distance yourself appropriately so that you don't have to risk getting sick and the other person doesn't have to get risk getting sick either. It's something we all need to do together. It's, you know, and I, I'm sure we're going to be talking about this more as we get closer. And I'll be honest, you know, when I was thinking about doing this episode this week, I just popped so many things popped into my mind. Some of them while I was walking, 
Some of them, you know, while I was just out and about, some of them I tried to type into my phone, but there's no way I remember them all. In fact, I just thought of another one that I had forgotten to write down. We've got computers in those classrooms. Sometimes they're around the side of the wall. Sometimes I've seen some actually pop out of the desk. I assume the procedures for all that is going to change unless they're just completely sanitized between classes. And of course, probably the most common thing are those Google Chromebook carts. Are we, what are we going to do now? You know, before we were used to having the Google Chromebooks used in every class. So period number two, there would be students using the Chromebooks that period number one students had already touched. So we're going to have to work through all that. I assume all that's going to change too. So another thing to consider. And again, I'm hoping that you send me things to talk about at gregcollinssubstitute at gmail.com. I want your best ideas. We're going to have to help out the school systems. We're going to have to help out the teachers get ready for the classes. We're going to have to help the teachers when we get there. And by all means, the most important part of this is our students. We need to educate our students, and we need to keep them safe at the same time. We need to keep them safe in spite of themselves because they got their friends there. They're going to want to talk to their friends just like they always have. So I'm concerned about that, but I want them to be able to communicate with their friends too. So we're going to have to do everything we can as substitute teachers. So I would just say, teachers, bless your hearts in dealing with this. I have so much respect for you. I am willing to do anything that you need me to do to create that safe environment, and to educate our students. So that's it for this week on Substitute Teacher's Lounge. Music provided by Ben Sound.